Hello and welcome to another episode of We're Not Wizards. My name's Richard. I'll be your host for Tuesday or Thursday or Saturday or Sunday or in the morning or in the night time. It doesn't matter because after all, it's your podcast. Joining me, <laughs> uh, they're repeat offenders. <laughs> they're back. <laughs> Guilty. They were dealing, last time we spoke, they were dealing with, um, they were dealing with angry monsters and highways. This time they've, <laughs> they've moved into the agricultural world. <laughs> And we're now dealing with potentially an explosive situation involving ungulates or sheep, <laughs> as they're known. I I am welcoming back with open arms and slight disdain because thanks to Jerry King, they were a bit late. Yes, you're getting called out in this podcast, Jerry. Oh. Thank you very much. I have Bob. I have Ryan. I have the Craig brothers. So, good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, Richard. Good evening there, Richard. How are you doing today? Are, I'm, I'm very good. Doing just lovely. I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> very pumped to be yes, here. Yes, we are too. I'm just excited because <laughs> it's been so long. Because last time we spoke, we were speaking about Monster Highway. And then Monster Highway went on and funded. And then about three weeks ago, Monster, three, four weeks ago, maybe, if not longer, Monster Highway was sitting on my table getting played. And then two weeks ago, I got an email from you guys saying, we've got a new game. It's going on Kickstarter. It's all about sheep and explosions. And I went, sign me up. (laughs) Where do I sign (laughs) up? Say no more. (laughs) (laughs) Just bring it on. My two favourite things. You know, if there's a movie that's called Way of the Exploding Sheep, I'm right in there. But anyway... um, how you doing, first of all? How's things? And that can be answered by either of you. <laughs> That's a stupid question, isn't it? Yeah, so far so good. Yeah, we're pretty pumped. Yeah. We got our Kickstarter. We're into day two now mm-hmm. of the campaign. So, chugging along here, but we're pretty pumped. Yeah. They were, uh, we're a fifth of the way funded, <laughs> which is which is a good start. We're, we're happy with that. It's, it's kind of right in line how uh, Monster Highway started, so. Yeah. Yeah, except obviously the difference at the moment is that you, when we spoke last time, um, yet you, you know the you hadn't run a kind of a, a fully kind of funded out there published kind of campaign, and this time you've kind of like got a little stream of uh, stream of backers that should hopefully be kind of joining, joining yourselves. You know, yeah. Um, I obviously through personal interest, want to put the Kickstarter to one side and want to find out, have you added anything to the vault, gentlemen? Because last time we spoke, we spoke about lipstick on dinosaurs (laughs) (laughs) and swap monsters and Lost Valley of the Dinosaurs. And I almost had like a little, I had almost like a little nostalgia cry to myself. I was so happy. Um, it was beautiful, but have you been adding anything more to the vault, gentlemen? Please say it's yes, oh, and please say it's magical. Yes, oh, it's, it's definitely magical. Yeah, the the vault is ever ever growing. Like I said, we we upgraded <laughs> it. We have a retina scanner on that thing now too, so not anybody could just walk into this thing. Yeah, that was uh... the. They were bypassing the thumbprint scanner because you know with the saran wrap and you could pull any fingerprints off of anything but the retina scanner yeah. that's a whole nother yeah you, you can't get by it now no. No. no no one's getting in there 
Unless it's still your eyes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We, we walk know, around with safety glasses thing. on all the time. Yeah. 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 With yeah. locks on them. <laughs> locks in. Locking safety goggles just for that reason. <laughs> we'll be kickstarting that I go next. around with a yeah. plastic sack on my head. <laughs> Not for very long. Yeah. Not for very long. Because sometimes I have breathing connection. issues. <laughs> but it's definitely to stop people from uh, stealing my eyes. It does mean I can't actually see... Which means I do end up bumping into things, but you know, it's all to keep the vault kind of safe. But anyway, what have you? Yeah. What have you added? What have you, you added? Couple, what have you been added? Couple lovely gems here. Uh, the first one I got to kick off, uh, Mister Mouth uh, from 1976. Wow. Uh, you got to look it up because just to try and describe it doesn't do it any justice until you actually see the picture of it. But it's almost right. like a Pac-Man uh, fella with like stoner eyes like his eyes are completely crossed and uh it's it's a mechanical game so the mouth turns around in a circle and you're trying to this is actually on the box uh flip your chips between his moving lips and uh you're trying to toss the chips into his mouth as it opens up (gasps) and closes yeah it's kind of like oh my word and he's got like a big yellow kind of head yeah type face thing (laughs) and they changed it they've got a new one that's called Mr. Mouth, but he's like a frog. A frog. Oh, from but 1987. Yeah. So someone, <laughs> you've got that one, haven't oh, you? Oh yeah. Oh, we do. Yeah. But the, their tagline said, "Flip flies into frog's snapping mouth, and his eyes jiggle, and his head spins round and round." So not as catchy of a tagline, but <laughs> right. No. Do you no. play these games when you get them? Then do yeah. you sit down and make sure they actually all work and everything like that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And if they don't, Bob fixes them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take them back to the lab. Yeah. yeah. Fix them up. My collection of like, soldering guns. Yeah. You're like B.A. Baracus in the A-team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just going to go fix, yeah. fix it up or make it into a, completely, into a completely different game. Because for people who haven't, who didn't maybe listen to um, the previous episode that you were on, and shame on you if you didn't. Because you were missing the classic, it was in the top five of like funnier shows that we did. So you know, <laughs> you missed out. Because um, it was like lipstick and dinosaurs, and that's it got funnier than that though. <laughs> but um, you know, you you guys are like avid game collectors, and we're not just talking about fifteen different variations of Carcassonne. You like collect games from like way back. You know, the original kind of all manner of different types of board games. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that. Uh, that that's kind of what like really excelled us into the whole board game industry. Going with the, mm-hmm. the the retro games, realizing that there's so many random games out there. So we really started collecting a lot of them. My basement got stuff with them, and then then we started modernizing ourselves <laughs> and learning some of the, the newer <laughs> games. Realized there's there's more to the game there's world. There's a whole than, new world. Yeah, than <laughs> Mr. Mouth and uh <laughs> and, and Shake Up <laughs> and. <laughs> Anything by Waddington. <laughs> oh, awesome one. You have to look that one up too. It's uh, Dynamite Shack. It's a older one. Right. Uh, the box is ridiculously huge and you have giant pink thumbs and you're trying to pick these dynamite sticks up and put them down the chimney of this house before the roof blows off. And it's it's got to be the most absurd game ever. And uh, it, I'm actually looking this up as you. I'll have some background music. Can so, I go yeah. ding, 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 <laughs> yeah. ding, ding? Right, okay, here we go. Dynamite Shack game. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. We're looking at it. (gasps) Wow. See them big pink thumbs? 
How many games have gigantic pink thumbs? (laughs) (laughs) Guys, you gotta see that you gotta go and Google Dynamite Shack because you you have huge pink thumbs, which are excellent for hitchhiking. (laughs) Where'd you find these things then? I mean, do you just do you go around thrift stores or kind of like you know charity shops and things like that? Interesting flea markets. So actually, I found uh, Mr. Mouth at a 4-H fair at a stand that was uh, selling board games. Uh, All right. It's, it's the craziest thing yeah, in the world where I found it. But uh, I don't know. Sometimes you find it when you're not looking for it. Like I wasn't actively looking for board games that day. That kind of found me. I was like, well, you are coming home with me. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens to us, Richard. <laughs> These games, they just find us. Yeah. We can't, do you have, we can't do you have days when you're actively looking for board games then? Yeah. You wake up in the morning and you go, right, today. Oh, yeah. Today's board, today's board game day. Yep. Today's board game day. And that's it. And you just scout about. And then when you're walking down the street, focusing, you walk past and go, see those Craig brothers, they're on a mission. Yeah. Get, check, check what day it is. Check what day it is, Jack. Jack comes back and goes, it's board game day, Stuart. It's board game day. <laughs> Look at them go. Look at them go. Shall you talk to them? Don't interrupt them when it's board game day, for goodness sake. Just let them go. Um, Do you have... Do you collect them just for the sake of having them? Or do you collect them for a monetary value? I mean, there's some that you... You know, there's ones that you look at and you go, I'm definitely going to get this one because it's worth something. Are you getting this one because you're like, well, these are we don't have this or we've got a copy of this and some of it's broken or some of it's missing. Is that how it kind of, is that how it kind of works with yourselves? Um, I, I want to say I actively look for ones that, that are, are worth a lot. It's like if I see a, a whole shelf of random games, it's kind of like you look through the list and some games just kind of just pop out. I think because it's the most like ridiculous ones kind of catch my eye <laughs> where I mm-hmm. can see, having it on our game days and then pulling that one out because we, we have a lot of game days and we're always playing like you know some of the newer games, but everyone knows if they're with Bob and I, that there is going to be that random, you know, some, Mr. Some Mouth or, you know, giant mm. pink thumbs are coming out. Or yeah. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I can, we already can in, in, uh, visualize, you know, playing, sitting on our kitchen table and pulling out, you know, Mr. Mouth from 1976 and then seeing what it's like playing with a frog from 1987. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure that that Dynamite Shack may be the last one in existence. So we never know when the Smithsonian or something like that is going to contact us and try and take it away from us. So we're trying to play it as much as we can right now Yeah, before it gets taken from us. Yeah. Are they allowed to just come up and just take it from you? Well, for a small sum of money. Right. Maybe a <laughs> undisclosed a amount of zeros of at the end yeah. of that check. <laughs> exactly. Well, now we're talking about monetary value. <laughs> We're kind of like, you know, we're kind of thinking this is history. You know, this is, <laughs> I don't care where you put it, but this is as important as that Gettysburg address thing. I don't know. <laughs> you know, stick a couple of zero. We want the money that folds. We don't want the money that kind of jingles kind of thing at the yeah. end of the day. That's right. Um, is there still a kind of like a holy grail of games that if you saw them sitting on a shelf, you'd be like squeeing a bit. You'd be like, ooh, kind of thing. Um, I think, yeah, probably Dark Tower. If I saw that, I saw somebody post that they found it at a thrift mart, a, a thrift store. and A working copy too. A working copy of Dark Tower. Yeah, I think that that's probably the holy grail right now. Do you believe that? 
when people say that, when people are like, oh yeah, I just I found, found like, yeah. I found copies of Glory to Rome, I found these three copies of Glory to Rome and, you know, I found them in the local charity shop and I paid like three, three, three dollars each for them. I'm not always sure. Yeah. 100%, it's like, I, it's like you want to believe it, you know, to keep that, that hunt going. But I'd like to believe deep it. Deep down, I did. Uh, it's like, oh, was that a plant? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did kind of find Dungeon Lords and uh, an expansion for Super Dungeon Explorer. But I have said this before, I am actually partial to occasionally when I've got a game and I can't be bothered kind of selling it, to kind of like just sticking it in a charity shop just because I know somebody's going to find it and they're going to get super excited and it's going to oh, make yeah. their day. Yeah, kind of That's thing. a good idea. Yeah. yeah, You know, just I know it, I've Kind of, it's like when you reach that point. I think um, where you kind of looking at your shelves and you're going, "Am I actually going to play this?" And I know I'm not. Let's face it: if I'm not going to get like anything more than a certain amount, it's not kind of worth it even trying to sell it because I'm not even going to really cover the shipping. So sometimes it's kind of worthwhile just saying, "Well, I'll see if anybody else wants." It. And if nobody else wants it, I'll just stick it in a charity shop. Kind ah, of thing, cool. yeah. you know. I don't know the whole. I don't know the whole finding games, the whole kind of buying thing. It can be like a little bit of a a little bit of a minefield, really. Yeah. And um, speaking of minefields, <laughs> that's a perfect segue. Wow. <laughs> You're such a professional. Twenty nineteen. It's almost like I'd planned it. Oh, was, just, wow. like, was that was that planned? Cue <laughs> minefield. <laughs> you know. You guys and me were just like in the same. We're synchronized here, but yeah, you know, we just plan the last yeah. eighteen minutes of this conversation. So we ended up talking about talking about your Kickstarter. But um, how? I mean, Monster High. Obviously, Monster High. We came out and um, is out there. People are playing it. What's have you had? What's the kind of the feedback that you've had? Had it kind of? It obviously spurred you on to to kind of create. Um, create your latest game but um, what's kind of like the feedback that you've had back from Monster Highway I think the the general feedback we've gotten that it's you know people are really appreciating you know how easy it is to, to learn and to teach yeah. other people to play but then once they start playing they can figure out that you know that there is strategy mixed into it but they can put it down on their table and in five minutes explain the entire game to anybody sitting there and everybody can pick it up and, uh, you know, yeah. you're not taking 20 minutes to figure a game out or, or have to play the entire game to figure it. It's just maybe a round or two and people kind of get the hang of how to how to use all the components. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, um, <clears throat> did you take that into consideration when you were making Sheep Boomba, which has the best name ever, by the <laughs> way? I just like to say hats off. I mean, you, you know exactly what kind of game you're getting into. When somebody says Sheep Boomba, well, it's, you know, it's, Cheap and there's obviously explosions. I mean, what more could it would kind of anybody want? But did you again? Did you kind of take the lessons that you learned in Monster Highway when you were going on to kind of tailor the design to, you know, make changes to Sheep Boomba when you were doing it? Yes. So we kind of followed suit with Monster Highway. So so one we we uh, got a lot of good feedback with Monster Highway that uh, people were enjoying the quality of the components of the game. Um, mm-hmm. So when, it, you know, they went in, they're like, oh, well, these nice tiles and, and like the, the player reference cards. Uh, there's the, the dice that are in it. Um, 
So again, we we went with the same. Well, we're going to do the, use the same manufacturer for Sheep and Bob, but uh, we stuck with the same quality, you know, components for that game too. And we want to keep the mm-hmm. same, easy to learn, uh, fast paced game. This this one's uh, probably even a little bit more faster paced than Monster Highway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you have actions and card play as opposed to there's no dice in the game. Um, mm-hmm. So we kind of eliminated that. Uh, there's some random elements in it too, like when you're moving onto a field tile and flipping it over. But uh, once the tiles get revealed, uh, you have a lot more, um, I guess, choices as far as, as making in, in the game to play. Um, so th- they, they have similarities, but they have some differences. But yes, we have learned a lot from Monster Highway. Was it a consideration to kind of remove the random element of the dice out of Sheep Boomba? Was that thing one thing that you decided to kind of we did do? Yeah, yeah. So you know, we we received some good feedback, but if if we did get anything negative, it was people saying that they didn't like how how random it was to to roll two die. I mean that, and that's what you do. People mm-hmm. like it. The people who bought it, that that's why they bought it because they, they just want to roll a die, tell me what to do. We have a nice mm-hmm. reference card to show you. You to have the resolve the results. But um, we were getting some feedback too that people want, they want more, like they want more options. So, and you know, we agree, but that's how we design Monster Highway. We're like, you know what? Let's just do it for Sheep and Bob. Let's still keep that easy to learn nature, quick to play, you know, that whole take that element that Bob and I love in games and apply it, but just give the player, you know, a little bit more option. So that's why we remove the die and then it's it's more up to the player to decide what they want to do. Would it be fair to say that you're, because of your love for can collecting kind of games that kind of display a lot of nostalgia that that's kind of filtered into the way that you design games that it's important that it is something that you can sit down with you know anyone at all and have them playing kind of exceptionally quickly and grasping the rules exceptionally quickly as well that's yeah I think that's exactly it I mean we Playing all all our older games, we you know we can we can play ten games in a in a our, our game days, and we we love that. So when we start designing, you know we love like those slapstick, you know ridiculous themes, and I think that's why that kind of filtered into you know our our design too for for our games. So we're like you know we want to just design a game based around <laughs> what we like, um, and you know it turns out there's a lot of other people that like that too. So we're pretty fortunate about that. And have you been um have you been kind of jumping into any kind of the newer stuff that's been out yeah um recently? Have you been picking up any kind of newer games from oh, the collection? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's it's switched now. I mean we we like collecting and obviously if we're out and about and we see something like that we'll we'll pick up a, a retro one here or there. But I'd say it's mm-hmm. like ninety percent now, like all newer stuff that we're we're picking up because we're at all these conventions you know we're there and we're killing time before the doors open up so we're walking around and uh yeah. <laughs> picking them up and uh checking them out uh one, one is it it's good anything you're kind of playing at the moment that you're really kind of enjoying probably one of the newer ones i picked up i really uh enjoyed with the states uh have you played that at all yet the states i've not myself uh, no 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 capstone games it's oh, part yeah, of the okay, Simply okay. Complex series. So we had like the yeah. climbers and uh, we liked like the Simply Complex line. So uh, uh, we were at PAX Unplugged. Uh, I think I picked it up there and we played a couple game days and it's cool. It's it's like 
you're, you're building buildings and stuff and it, and it, when you first sit down, you're like, oh, this is kind of simple, but then it's like, it's kind of sneaky in the way you play it. Cause there's, there's a, a mm-hmm. an auction element to it and, uh, the, the money movement in it and the building it's, it's great. Like we played it with three people and that was pretty good gameplay. So. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. So it's probably going to make an appearance now on the next game day this weekend. And, uh, and is there anything else you're kind of covering at the moment that you would really love to get your hands on? Ooh. I don't think yeah, I know. That's a difficult got, question. Yeah, I should say coveted in that we haven't actually had a chance to play yet that we own. I think that's that we're kind of coveting. I just picked up yeah. Jamaica. Oh. Jamaica. Uh, haven't had oh, a chance yeah. to play yeah, okay. that yet. So, uh, yeah, my my big one. Well, again, coming back because of the retro thing with was uh, Fireball Island. Actually, I'd, I backed it, but I can't believe I, I'm going to say, but I haven't even played it yet. We're like waiting to, I want to do like a whole like fireball Island day. Cause there's so much that came with the game. So I want to, <laughs> I want to like play the game and then, and then set up the, you know, the pirate ship, all, all the expansions and, and try it. So I'm kind of waiting to that moment where we can just have just like a fireball Island day. Cause I want to start with the original and then, and then go. you got the original of you. Oh yeah. Of course you got the original. Oh, yeah. Why am I even asking? What a ridiculous <laughs> Richard, why are you asking ridiculous <laughs> yes. questions of as to whether they've got I just wrap it in plastic. Fire. Yeah. It's actually it's, hidden hidden behind all of the uh trivia pursuit boxes that we got from our our local uh thrift stores. <laughs> That's our secret security for it. We cut yeah. all the card, but yeah, just taped it around the box. So. The, the DVD scene it's and the the trivia pursuits. Yeah. yeah. They're like all, all the stores never look behind them. All, all the stories what they say they buy buy one trivia pursuit you can have 50 for free. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's it's our first like level of defense. Yeah. It's kind of at least people at least people can keep monopoly. Sure. Cuz they're going to play it. But then it's like people play trivial pursuit and I know it falls into two categories. Either you get people that everybody just sits around and nobody knows the answers to any of the questions. Yeah. So it takes like Days, <laughs> right? You know, trivial, pers- trivial pursuit is like punishment for shoplifting in some countries, or otherwise you've got one person on the team that just knows everything. That is like answering questions as they're getting read, you know, kind of halfway through, kind of thing. You know, it's like, and and it's like that kind of frustration. So I see it as long as you found a use for the cardboard boxes, then that is absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> as I say, like normal, we are tangenting to a completely different field. Talk about Sheep Boom Park. <laughs> yeah. what's, what's the main mechanics behind it? How do we play? What can we kind of expect to see and find? So the idea behind Sheep Boom Park is your sheep have wandered into an active landmine field. As sheep do, I guess they just have random, randomly movements. Uh, so you're... You have a field in front of you, and the field's made up of tiles. So at the start of the game, your your sheep are around the outside, so they're on these like start tiles. And you have two actions on your turn, and an action is to move a sheep onto a tile. And when you move onto it, you flip it over. Uh, so it's almost like a like a minesweeper type game. Um, you have no mm-hmm. idea what's what's under that tile until you flip it over. So it's either going to be a barn, it's going to be a landmine, mm-hmm. or it's going to be a safe tile. Mm-hmm. And you're scoring points for. Uh, discovering tiles as you flip them over and you have a score tracker in front of you and you're ultimately trying to guide your sheep back to the barn um the catches there's if say you're playing a four-player game there's four different color barns within that field so i can move my sheep onto it and flip it over and i'm playing as red it could be a green barn there Mm -hmm. 
your sheep goes mm-hmm. into that green player's barn on their player card. So they're kind of holding your sheep captive until, and then you have cards in your hand so you can potentially try and steal them back and, and sheep are kind of moving around. So you could get them back or they could live out the rest of the time in the, the green barn. But uh, you have two actions and then the card play is, is basically All right, okay. part of your turn. Okay. And have you got cards in place to kind of like mitigate kind of landing on a landmine, you know, to yeah. kind of help avoid the kind of potential of it being kind of luck based? Yeah. If you're lucky enough to have the hero of the herd card in your hand, that's how you you, right. would, you would diffuse a landmine. So when if you land on onto a mine, uh, onto a landmine, uh, you have a card that you replace it with. There's a, a mm-hmm. save the cross. It's just a piece of wood that looks like it's over top of like a crater. If you couldn't right. the, if you couldn't defuse it, you put that down. But if you have the hero of the herd and you defuse it, you flip it over, and it's an orange cone on it, meaning that it was diffused, and you get two points for for doing that. So all oh, right, okay, yeah. So there's cards. There's a an ambulance, like a ambulance card. No um, word. <laughs> there's a lot of puns, yeah, we, puns in the cards. We worked yeah. every just, sheep pun we could into this. <laughs> it's just. So, I don't know. I feel you're getting it, but the rules sound still a little bit woolly uh, to me. Was that written down? <laughs> oh boy! Uh, yeah. That's always it's 100 percent original. Always been written. <laughs> to, I, I don't know. I just don't want to continually be sitting here and ramming these puns at you. Um, uh, oh, <laughs> zing! Believe me, we heard them all. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Did you spend an entire night with like a whiteboard writing Uh, up kind of every word to do a sheep? I think it was like a three hour phone conversation. We have to get every single word into the game. It's it's exactly what we did. We did. Yeah. (laughs) But we did it. We did it over the phone, which I'm sure our our wives probably really appreciate it because you just hear like, you're like, hey, I got one. And you hear a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> going, oh, that's good. It's good. It's like, what are yeah. the boys doing? I thought, are they doing board games today? No. Sheep. Sheep. Oh, yeah. Uh, sheep, puns. sheep. Yeah. yeah. They're like texting each other, like, oh, they're doing the sheep stuff again. Yeah. There they go. <laughs> you hear it in the background, like, nah! <laughs> it's like, oh, there he goes again. <laughs> we're, she- we're sheep pun widows. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how many you've got color you've got colored sheeples yes we do yeah mm-hmm. so, so i'm just gonna ask because obviously one of the things that we get asked on on you know that everybody's gonna ask you if you're doing a kickstarter is you know why why have you gone the route of doing kind of um colored sheeples should you have not gone down the kind of the the miniature route <laughs> Which seems to be one of the reasons to kind of get success. You have to have miniatures in your game. That's Why have you gone for meeples and not kind of actual real life, real size oh, miniature real, like, sheep? Like full size sheep? Like real I sheep? I think that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually like living and breathing ones and then you have to feed them. And yeah, the box would be huge because you have to have the straw and the hay and the food. and Yeah, yeah shipping yeah. would be a nightmare. Shipping would be uh, atrocious. I yeah. just... I, really just think that guys you're just settling here you think we're taking easier <laughs> it out yeah i th- i think that um you're you're pretty much i think you know it's, i don't want to say lazy ah but i kind of am i guess <laughs> so you you want to you want to see sheep miniatures basically 
I want to see different sheep miniatures. Um, I want to see, is there a potential for other animals? Ooh, you want to, what else do you want to blow up? I mean, <laughs> I mean, the game is sheep boomba, but I guess we could, cow boomba doesn't sound good or pig boomba. <laughs> beef, beef boomba. <laughs> beef boomba. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, actually, I'll, so I'll, go, go on. I'm sorry. I'm getting Richard. <laughs> No, 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 you go. So, no, I was just going to talk nonsense. It's not <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, let's go that route then. <laughs> no, 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 no. We do have it in a, uh, in a stretch goal to do a uh, to do miniatures. Are you really? We, oh, yeah. Uh, we seriously <laughs> we, fake, fake we miniatures, do. but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the non-breathing type. Are you going to get them crafted? Oh, my, really? Sheep miniatures. Oh wow! Yep, you have to have. Yeah, you, you absolutely have to have that as a thing. That really, really needs to happen. Yeah, <laughs> maybe your copy. We'll, we'll send some real ones over for you. Right, it'll just be a I Richard exclusive. That, <laughs> I just think that would be brilliant. That would be that would make my that would make at least half of my day. Yeah. Um, be, I was thinking you have to have a sheepdog card in here. Oh, there is. Mm-hmm. Yep, there's the dog card. It's there. There's there a is. dog. Yeah. There's a yeah. fox. And the dog, uh, little fun fact, it's actually, uh, the artwork is drawn after my dog, Logan. So he, oh. he's a cattle dog, so he's a herding dog. So very fitting in the sheep realm. Yep. It, do you, okay, as an aside, do you, so is he a working dog? Logan is a working dog? Uh, he's 15 right now, but at one point he was somewhat working. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. He's more, he's more retired right now. <laughs> yeah, <but. laughs> He's the more sit around kind of play the game yeah. kind of dog. He's gonna, he's gonna be more sitting at the table yeah. than actually going out like and taking, taking care a... of any kind of cattle in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, more the nap just on just our game box type of dog. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I think my the the just the other night there, my wife for the first time witnessed kind of sheepdog trials. She didn't even know that was a thing. Oh yeah. So she's like staring in awe at these. Um, at these sheep as they're getting herded about a field by a dog and the man is controlling it by a whistle. Now, if you actually break that down into what it is, that's a fairly magical thing yeah. to be able to do. So I, I just got to watch this. Just go, is this real? It's like, yeah. I mean, you got to understand that we're used to kind of reality TV over here. So we've got like celebrities on ice skates smashing face first into the ice so you know actually having somebody that works for a living is kind of something completely new <laughs> and exciting she goes i didn't realize this was an actual thing it's like yes it is an actual thing wow so there you go so are you gonna have a little miniature a little miniature logan then yeah well we have it as a as a stretch goal so hope hope we can get there a miniature dog. that's so cool yeah that's oh, miniature, cool. miniature dog. Oh, you say oh. the miniature dog. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. The miniature dog. Oh, we may have to work yeah. that one in there too. Oh, maybe gosh. after the I sheep have... miniatures, that could be, because we don't have any stretch goals beyond the sheep miniatures. So maybe a little dog miniature would be funny. You need a dog miniature. Oh, yeah. yeah. What are you talking about? The dog miniature has to be the first player token. Oh, there you go. That's... Oh, you've not got a first player token. You've uh, not we, got a we dog were using, uh, miniature. Well, at least in, in all of our, our little demos, we, we had like a little sheep miniature. That we're using, Betsy. We are calling her Betsy. Yeah, Betsy. Yeah. Betsy went to every convention with us. She was a good girl. Yep. Yeah. We never fed her though. <laughs> no. Never, yeah. yeah. 
She, she was worked sad. out. It was good girl, but a tragic ending. Right, yeah, yeah. Really. She had a good run. <laughs> she, had, she, she had a good run. Oh, actually, I forgot um, to crack the game box before it left here. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> left her in there. Couple, oh, that's just, that's quite dark. Yeah. We're going down the dark route, boys. We need to, we need to, All right, let's, to move away from it. Let's lighten this how's up. It been with, how's it been with play, how's it been with play testing and also helping kind of getting the word out there about uh, Sheep Boomba. Yeah, Has it been different to last time? Has it been easier to last time? Uh, I th- I'd say it's, I mean, it's definitely much easier because we kind of knew, we followed through, like, at least all the conventions we went to, we, we went through the same ones again. But then we started having more of a following. So you go to the conventions and now we have more of a presence on social media so people know that mm-hmm. we're going to be at these places. So they're actively, like, seeking us out. And, uh, the the game's received really well. Um, recently, we actually started up a uh, a game night. Um, it's like a designer's game night. So we run that the first Wednesday of every month. And uh, so at that designer night, like we always have our game there set up too. So that's kind of been big in helping us develop and work the bugs out like along the way. And uh, so I feel like the, the game progressed a lot quicker because of that. Yeah. And... I mean, with with you getting the kind of the play, the kind of the the group together, have you also been kind of looking at other projects that you've potentially got in the back burner as well? Um, as far as like us signing type things, or as, as far as yeah, us developing, yeah, or just um, you know designing other things as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have yeah. we have two other games where we're currently working on right now. One one is probably closer to you know, actually being shown out in public now. Um, it's a two, okay. two player abstract game. So it's definitely, you know, in left field compared to all of our other games, but, uh, yeah, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing's blowing up. There's no, so. no destruction stuff, <laughs> and no crazy over top monsters and nuclear meltdowns at all, but it's a, it's, it's out of the box. It's a two player abstract game. Uh, it's placed sort of in the chess realm. If anybody who likes chess is definitely appreciated this, who's played it. Uh, so we have that, but then we also have our, our other quirky one, which is our fourth mm-hmm. one. Yeah. We could just say it's corn mazes. So that, oh, that's okay. going to be our little right. spoiler for now. <laughs> what color? Yeah. Exclusive. Right. But you know, it's just but not a normal corn maze. Well, obviously, I bet you Jerry didn't get that though, but you didn't tell that to Jerry. Yeah, Jerry, I'm still, you know, <laughs> there's going to be words in the car, young man. Let him have it. You know. It's just, yeah, it's just ultimate team up, yeah. Ultimate going to be words up in the car, mate, more like I'm telling you. <laughs> That's how it's going to be. <laughs> um, have you thought about kind of, is there the big, heavy, meteor game for yourselves as well? As you kind of grow in confidence as designers and stuff, are you, are you kind of looking to expand what you're going to be creating over the next couple of years? Are you fairly happy in kind of how you're approaching things at the moment? Yeah, I mean, I think we're we're pretty happy where we are. I think we're, we're probably going to do, I think that next game, not the abstract one, but the other one might even be a step up. So maybe we'll just keep stepping our way slowly. You know, there's, there's going to mm-hmm. be an obvious difference between Monster Highway and Sheep and Bob when people start, you know, playing Sheep and, and getting it and We'll probably just do the same gradual step. So I think it will just be a, a nice natural progression. But I don't think we're ever going to put a ceiling on what we're, you know, what we would do. But I think we'll still kind of always have maybe a, a quirky kind of feel. But maybe the mm-hmm. mechanics might be a little more uh, 
a little heavier. Do you think maybe? But do you think that's a is that's necessarily a bad thing? Is keeping kind of things kind of where you are in terms of making it kind of picking it up and kind of easy to play? Because I mean, I'm not being funny, but when we took out when me and my son played kind of Monster Highway the couple of times that we played it. It's incredibly easy just to pick up, stick on the table and start playing without even having to, you know, really refresh yourself about the rules. Whereas I know there's other games that I've received which I'm still kind of struggling to get my head around, but that's probably because I'm a bear of very small brain. But is do you think sometimes on Kickstarter there's a strive for everything to be maybe a bit kind of overcomplicated and in-depth and the biggest game ever and the most complicated game ever and, you know, the thickest rule book ever sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I see it, I see it a lot, you know, just kind of looking through Kickstarter and it's like there's there's so many uh, heavy games coming out and that's pretty much, I mean, again, why Bob and I are excited to be in in this this part of the, the game community mm-hmm. of coming up with that because mm-hmm. we it's the games that, that we want to play you know we, we want to put put it down in five minutes start playing we don't want to you know spend an entire day reading a rule book and trying to figure it out and then spend another day explaining it to your to your gaming group so yeah yeah uh, so so you're more likely to go for like as in complicated as in um kind of fireball fireball island type of complicated as to maybe going for like a mage night type complicated if that was the direction yeah. you were going it would be bigger stronger louder faster kind of thing yeah exactly yep that's yeah. ex- that's exactly right i guess yeah i guess earlier when i was saying heavier meaning like maybe it's it's still like that the game like a monster highway sheep boom bob but maybe there's just there's just a couple more things but it's never going to cross that line where it's just you know it's going to hurt trying to yeah. get through the entire rule book no, I mean, I think that's. I mean, as I say, I think it's fair enough. I think um, um, it's it's sometimes really, really easy to, and I no, I I guess when I speak to a lot of people, one of the questions or one of the things that continually comes up is, did you um, how much stuff did you have to strip out as you started? And a lot of the time, people are like, well, I really, really had to strip an awful lot of stuff out because the beginning kind of thing was complicated, um. And I think um, I think one of the things that people are becoming more and more aware, especially I think in Kickstarter, is getting a game delivered, but making sure you're actually getting it to the table. Because otherwise, you're kind of I guess you're kind of just putting, you know, a hundred a hundred bucks on the table, and you might as well just give it to somebody else because you're not actually really really using it apart from maybe getting involved in the Kickstarter. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly, yeah, because I kind of think, too, like, we like the heavier games, too. Like, we have one friend in particular, um, so we got to play Scythe for the first time, and uh, mm-hmm. we, we like heavier games, too, but the game groups that we have that can actually play those type of games are so small. We have, like, two or mm-hmm. three friends, you know, good friends that will actually play those games, but the other 90% of our friends will play, like, our style games. So I think that's mm-hmm. kind of maybe why we gravitate towards that because on our game nights, we're like I said, we pull out sheep, we pull out monster highway, but then we pull out a handful of other ones that we know that we could teach mm-hmm. pretty quick and and rip through. And that's why I think I just we ha- we're in our comfort zone with that too. And not to be one dimensional designers, but it's like you kind of find 
your niche and and go with it and then your your following also starts to you know follow suit so our monster highway backers are kind of hopping on with sheep because they're like oh we liked monster highway we've played sheep yeah they have a similar feel yeah we'll stick with you and yeah yeah follow you yeah yeah and as i say i think i think people i think people kind of like that because you know they know they're going to get it played they know they're going to have fun they know they're going to kind of have a kind of have a good time so um in terms of the price of entry, as in how much is a how much is a pledge going to cost you um, if you want to get a, a copy of Sheep Boomba? Yes, one copy of Sheep Boomba is twenty nine dollars. So we're able to. That's nothing. We're trying to drop that down too, because <laughs> with Sheep Boomba, it doesn't have a, a game board in it. So yeah. with Monster Highway, there's the the game board. So we're trying to look at how can we. You know, cut costs a little bit, and it and it really isn't necessary to have a board. So if we're able to drop that out and mm-hmm. still keep the same quality and you know the components, we actually went with you know when we got our quotes from our manufacturer, you know we went with the best card stock, you know the best um, uh, cardboard stock. Yeah, every everything, all the components are like top notch right off the bat. Like linen finish, that's not even a stretch goal. It's like everything's just included in on that. Uh, right mm-hmm. out of the gate. So, like, if we could just bring the best quality game forward right off the bat, and you know, not have a board in there, we can get that down right at the the twenty nine dollar price point for the backers. And we went with a a, a dual a dual uh, board for the the player board. So, mm-hmm. like, you're when you're moving your sheep to score tracker, because a lot of times on our our original prototype, we had you know the sheep were kind of moving all over the place. There's a score tracker around the perimeter of your your player board. All right. So then okay. you bump the table okay. and your your sheep moves, and people are like, "Oh wait, I don't I don't remember where I where I was where I was." So yeah, then we came up yeah. with the idea to do the the dual layer board. So now the sheep has a nice little square home on on every point one one through 20, zero through twenty nine. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. So the the barns have like a little you know corral around it too. There's a barnyard on there. So yeah, yeah, we're able to really uh, focus on the the components. So how long has it got to run? On the on the campaign, you've got you've still got like a good well over three weeks to go, probably um, twenty five days at recording, and by the yeah. time this comes out, probably about a good three weeks to go. Yeah, sure, yeah. And are you are you kind of quietly confident with how things are are going so far? Yeah, you know it's it's actually pretty similar to how Monster Highway started. So mm-hmm. you know we we didn't have like a gigantic first day with monster highway same thing with sheep and then everything kind of trickled in and then it was a nice, a nice burst at the end. But, um, you know, our, our funding goal is lower for sheep Mumbai. So, you know, we're, we're, we're a fifth of the way there now and we're, you know, two days in. So we're, we're pretty happy, pretty happy with that. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's that's, that's good. That's good. Um, if people want to keep an eye on you on the internet webs, where do we find you on the internet webs? Well, you can go to our, our website is one day mm-hmm. And then we're on uh, all the social media platforms at one day West games. And then we also, yeah. And our, our YouTube channel too is also one day West games. All right. Okay. And is that where you can see kind of like gameplay of sheep Boomba and kind of monster highway? Yeah. Yeah. We actually, we just posted a, uh, a playthrough video of sheep Boomba at our last game day. We, right. we filmed that. So that's up there now. Uh, we, we made our how to play video. 
So you can watch it in a four-minute video, how to, how to play. If you get a chance to, you got to take a look at our uh, our commercial for Sheep Boomba too. <laughs> Save that one for last. <laughs> <laughs> so you... I think for definite that is something that's going to have to get linked into the show notes so everybody can see it. Are you wearing costumes? Uh, well, not so much, but it's it's over. Are you familiar with infomercials and how they run at like retro yes. infomercials? Yeah. So that was yes. the basis for the the video for this one. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> Again, it, it ties it ties into you know Bob and I our our love for for infomercials. Yeah. If you watch it within the first seconds, you're like, yep, it's those guys. Yep. There there they are. They're they're the the it's, masterminds behind this one for sure. Again, it's the whole so, like over over the top. Over you the know, top. like Bob said before in Fessy, he was like, you know, the black and white scenes where people happen like their their worst day of their life. You know, like something yeah. in the black and white scene, and then you know it goes in the color, and you hear the chime in the background. And then <laughs> <laughs> now introducing the best thing in the world. Oh, <laughs> so, we took that format and then uh, applied it. We're like, wouldn't it be funny if it was a board, a board game? game. Yeah, like the infomercial was a board game. So absolutely, basically, absolutely not cheesy at all in any way, shape, or form. Oh, no. no, it's it's no. it's this full blown what... big production. So, yeah. <laughs> Straight laced. Very straight. Very <laughs> serious. Down the middle, very serious, <laughs> informative and educational at the same time. Oh, exactly. Yep. Sheep and Bob can, can do a lot of different things. Yeah, especially yeah, the they're... newer generation. They probably have no idea what an infomercial is because no one actually exactly. watches commercials or anything like that anymore. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so what we'll do is we'll make sure that we put a link in the show notes so that we have notes to show. Um, if you want to keep an eye on what we're up to, go to the internet web, search for We're Not Wizards. You'll find us on various places, worn out faces, um, I don't know, all the places as normal. Uh, there's kind of like our website and there's Twitter and there's Instagram and there's Facebook. And you can email us magic at we'renotwizards.com. You can always... Um, Jump onto these podcast catchers if you've liked what you listened to tonight and drop us a little subscription on places like Acast and Stitcher and Spreaker and Spotify and Google Podcasts as well. For some reason, we're on there. Google has apparently found us and they're not going to let us go. Um, if you like what you've listened to tonight, there's two couple of things you can do. Tell somebody else. You know, just tell somebody else. It's always nice. We appreciate it. And you can go to Apple Podcasts and you can drop us a rating, a subscription and a review. And if you are going to drop us a rating or a review, don't give us 10 stars because it makes us big headed. But don't give us one star because it makes us cry. Give us five stars because it's like in the middle. And just like Jerry King, it's average. <laughs> one last <laughs> time. Still not forgotten Jerry. Because every single time. <laughs> For the next five podcasts, he's going to get mentioned. Yeah. Um, but the people who have not been <laughs> average, I, I bring you, I bring you Bob, I bring you Ryan, I bring you the Craig brothers. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Richard. Thank you. This is always a blast. <laughs> always a pleasure to have you on. It's always fun. Um, there's only a couple more things to do. The first thing is to remember that we are many things, but we're not wizards. Are we wizards, gentlemen? No, we are not, Richard. Never. There no. You there you go. And the second thing is to say goodbye. So it's goodbye from Bob. 
Yes, goodbye, everybody. And Richard, and thank you. <laughs> and it's a goodbye from Ryan. Goodbye, everybody. And uh, it's a goodbye from me. Remember, stay safe, roll sixes. And um, if you're looking for something that's accessible and fun and easy to play and pick up and learn and is evolving sheep and explosions and farms and potentially, potentially miniatures, then you have to check out Sheep Boom Bar. But until the next time... <laughs> blah. Wizard is never late. Nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to. Mm-hmm.